1: Hey everybody, Scott Luton here with you on Supply Chain Now. Welcome back to today's show. As you can hear and probably even see, we're creating content live from the 18th annual Reverse Logistics Association conference and expo and circus and amusement park. I got one of our dear friends of the show with me here in Vegas, because it's the center of all things reverse logistics and returns management, center of all of that uh, in the universe, at least this week. So John Haber, one of our favorites, a repeat guest, friend of the show. He is president for Parcel at Transportation Insight. John, how are you doing?
0: Doing great, Scott. Pleasure to be here.
1: Great to have you back with us. This is probably, I don't know, your 17th appearance with us. Mover and shaker out there. Of course, a lot of folks know spend management experts and all the good work you did there. Now, bigger and better with Transportation Insight, right?
0: Yeah, yep. Now with Transportation Insight. We uh, sold spend management to uh, Transportation Insight on the last day of 2020. So
1: Last day of 2020.
0: The last day of the year. <laughs> Got it in right before <laughs> the clock struck 12.
1: Love that, love that. Well, congratulations. That's a big, as a fellow entrepreneur, that is a, uh, a, a big thing to celebrate. But you know what? What I admire about you is you didn't pack it up, go home, take the kids kayaking. It's just the next chapter, which is what we're gonna talk about with transportation insight, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Did was not able to pack it in. I packed it in for a couple of days, <laughs> but uh, they're 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 working me pretty hard these days, Scott. There's I a bet. lot going on in the supply chain. A
1: lot of opportunity, right? Lots
0: of opportunity, especially with reverse logistics.
1: Right. So great to have you here. And also, you know, we enjoyed we had a heck of a dinner. Where did we had dinner? A few uh, weeks, we were back. at the Optimist. The Optimist in Atlanta. If you're in Atlanta, and you're looking for a new but a delicious place. There's lots of them. But it was my first time at The Optimist. And, man, that was some good eating,
0: wasn't it? Fantastic. Ford Fry. Great, great restaurateur. <laughs> All right. So, you're making me hungry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, if folks can hear, it is lunchtime here at the uh, RLA Conference and Expo. Folks are eating, uh, I don't know, lobster, uh, filet, you name it. Darren may be getting the plate here. But uh, let's get to the topic of the day. Let's well, do it. Almost. So we're going to talk reverse and returns management minute. Let's get to know you a little better. Everyone doesn't have a chance to know John Haber, John the Hammer Haber like I do. Uh, Let's talk about where you grew up first. Shed a little light on that.
0: Yeah, grew up in Chapel Hill, North Carolina.
1: Home of the Tar Heels. Tar Heel
0: born, Tar Heel bred. Be a Tar (laughs) Heel to the day I'm dead. (laughs) Come I know on. you're a big Clemson fan, <laughs> so and we're playing you guys tonight.
1: Is it? Yes. Oh, Clemson, in basketball. It's yeah. It's been a rough, rough go as of late with Clemson basketball. But so you uh, growing up um, in Chapel Hill, mm-hmm. what was what was barbecue for you growing up? Oh, North Carolina, Carolina
0: barbecue, chopped, chopped, vinegar based, yes, mustard, not not, not, not that's ketchup based <laughs> like in Memphis. <laughs> the real barbecues out of uh, Lexington, North Carolina. Yeah,
1: coleslaw, hush puppies
0: coleslaw hush yeah. puppies absolutely the, whole
1: real, the real deal
0: yeah you're making me hungry again hey,
1: well you know we love talking <laughs> about food here the supply chain now and we'll talk about a great basketball teams because uh unc's got another one good good one this year speaking of let's put north carolina aside everyone knows you're a big tar hill alum and fan
0: yes absolutely
1: but who beyond them who's your best favorite sports team of all time
0: That would have to be the New York Yankees. Really? Yeah, man, absolutely. You're
1: breaking my heart with that one, John. First first
0: baseball game was the 1977 World Series when Reggie Jackson hit three home runs against the Dodgers.
1: Mister October.
0: Mister October. So big Braves fan, but the Yankees. Yankees uh, got your heart. That they've got my heart.
1: Well, they got. You know, they got everybody's heart. They're a big fan base. They're an iconic franchise. Of course, they're very well-funded. Braves have been – I've been jealous of that of late. But, hey, hey, the Braves made it happen last year, didn't they?
0: The Braves and the Bulldogs, man.
1: Uh, that's right. Times yeah. two. Georgia really had yeah. And we just get the, the Falcons going, and we'll have the trifecta. Get the Falcons
0: going and the Hawks, and you never know what happens. It would be Hawks. crazy, crazy world if that happens.
1: <laughs> All the stars will align. Well, the Hawks, tons of talent. And we've seen a couple stretches here. We'll see if they can get it together and get into the playoffs. But uh, let's talk about movie, shift shift gears. One of your favorite movies or books?
0: Uh, Let's go with books. Favorite book, Never Eat Alone.
1: Never Eat Alone.
0: It's all about networking and networking and building relationships. Just like you and I having dinner. So, that's right. Uh, that's what it's all about. So I love I love these tra- tra- trade shows. I love meeting people and love networking with folks. So that's yeah. a fantastic book. And uh, if you haven't read it, you should. You should
1: never eat alone. Never I, I've eat alone. Heard of it? And the, you know, the other thing you're speaking to there is relationships matter. And I think that's one of the lessons learned that. Uh, The pandemic age has certainly taught us, as Greg White, dear common friend of ours, has liked to say, you can't make new relationships, new friends in the middle of a pandemic, right? It's, It's challenging, definitely. So let's talk about then, in that, in that vein, let's talk about other key eureka moments that 2021 brought to you. They've been delivered by the truckload, it seems, as of late. What's the big eureka moment from last year?
0: Uh, just really the, the bottlenecks in the supply chain have been a major, major problem. And they don't seem to be getting fixed. Nope. I mean, there, there's some improvement, but you look at the ports over on Long Beach in LA with the number of ships that are just sitting outside the ports, right. you know, retailers can't get inventory, it's impacting, it impacted their holiday sales, and there's, it's going to take a while to fix. Yeah. Uh, especially in the world of parcel, there's just not enough capacity. UPS has been firing a lot of their enterprise customers because they're focused on margin. They're going after the SMB business, and so for a lot of our large customers, it's very challenging. Cost has been escalating, just out of control, and so been really focused on helping try and mitigate some of these cost increases.
1: It's been the wild, wild west in the world of freight, right?
0: It absolutely has been. Uh, Our brokerage uh, business unit uh, had a, a phenomenal year. Just it's just there's just not enough labor. Also, right. uh, labor is a major issue when you talk about Eureka moments. Right, there's just people dropping out of the workforce, That's and right. it's really hard to staff up the warehouses.
1: The Great Resignation is driving absolutely, a lot of that. and then uh, that may be driving a lot of the, maybe the, the heavily experienced. But then other industries are vying for some of the same talent that fuels fulfillment, that fuels e-commerce, and fuels supply chains. So it really. It is a, a fight for talent these days.
0: It is a fight for talent. And you just look at the labor costs. You look at uh, the earnings announcements and l- the, just the lack of labor, yeah. is, uh, it's very problematic.
1: So lots of, it sounds like to me, lots of Eureka moments from l- 2021. Lots
0: of Eureka moments in <laughs> 2021. But we, we had a fantastic year at Transportation Insight. So. Outstanding.
1: Well, why am I not surprised? So speaking of Transportation Insight, tell us what the company does.
0: Uh, we're one of the largest 3PLs in the uh, in the US, top 10. We do about $5 billion in gross revenue. We've got about uh, 2,500 employees. Uh, three business units. We've got a brokerage business unit, yep. managed transportation, which is more focused on LTL and truckload, and then the parcel business unit. Wh- yep. And I'm the president of the parcel business unit.
1: So for let's, let's say for our listeners that may be not real familiar with the transportation industry. So in your role as president of Parcel, what do you do?
0: Uh, We are really uh, an extension of our clients. We're there to add bandwidth. We're helping them, provide them visibility uh, on their shipment information. We're uh, helping them optimize contracts. We're doing a lot of consulting work. We're helping them optimize their distribution helping them optimize their networks, uh, helping with site location, so we're really an extension of our clients adding bandwidth to their logistics teams and their sourcing teams to drive efficiencies across the supply chain, it's critical because what we try to do is give our clients a competitive advantage mm. in the supply chain because the supply chain is just so critical these days, especially for large shippers.
1: Right, it's not. Uh, it's no longer relegated just to blocking and tackling. Supply chain is a, a massive competitive advantage, and some of the things that you just described there, it sounds like they're really leveraging your strategic experience to uh, look at footprints and, and, and some of the strategies that drive competitive advantage.
0: Yeah, I mean, Amazon has changed change the paradigm customers expect their goods today some of them expect it to be delivered in an hour that's right and unfortunately i had a a
1: yankees (laughs) poster i'm waiting from amazon i had delivered to a freight i was bringing it just for you man signed by mr october hey man it's late goodness gracious so but 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 to, (laughs) to illustrate your point folks do want want what they want when they want it, at the price, and we, we're, we've kind of gotten spoiled a little bit, right?
0: Yeah, and, uh, and I tell you, we're here at the Reverse Logistics Conference. When you look at retailers, some of our retail clients, 50% of what is purchased online is returned. Customers expect free returns. Right. There's no such thing as free shipping, Scott. Nope. It's it very, very difficult to compete with Amazon because, you know, they've they've got a lot of they've got a lot of lot of funding. They've got a cloud <laughs> business that can subsidize their transportation business.
1: So you know who's driving? the large majority of those returns. She happens to be sitting just over your left shoulder. Yes. Right there. I don't think she can hear us.
0: Uh, <laughs> I've, I've got one of those as well, Scott. <laughs> I just got off the phone with mine back in Atlanta. She, she is very active when it comes to e-commerce deliveries.
1: But you know, as Tony Schroeder likes to say, if retailers are going to allow and make it easy for folks to return stuff, all of us, all consumers, don't be surprised when customers return stuff. That's the era we live in.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So uh, so it sounds like, especially as it relates to uh, reverse logistics, that you are helping customers on that side of their strategy, not just forward.
0: Yeah, yeah. uh, Talking to a lot of vendors here on their uh, return strategies, a lot of great technology, a lot of inventory management. You know, with the returns, just uh, dealing with the inventory and reselling it, it's a huge, that's a huge obstacle. Right. And so there's a lot of great providers that we've been talking to here that we want to help partner with our clients.
1: Obstacle and opportunity. Absolutely, and obstacle
0: and opportunity.
1: So let's keep going down that path. I want to ask you about Hey Logistics in a minute. Y'all, your team in the last couple of years had some really cool social media—not commercials, but little snippets. We'll talk about it in a minute. And if you're if you're an Office fan, The Office, NBC sitcom, we'll have to share some links. But let's keep going down this returns and reverse logistics path. So much opportunity, so many obstacles as you're laying out. What When you think of returns and you think of reverse logistics, what's a couple of things, a couple of topics that come to mind that you're really, you and the Transportation Insight team are really laser focused on right now?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's all about convenience uh, on the return side. You've got to make it convenient for the customer. If the return process is not convenient, you're probably going to lose the sales moving forward mm. because... Uh, you just got to make it easy. Folks you know? aren't going go
1: to go the twenty-two click route. They're not.
0: They're and... not. They want convenience. They want you know to have it picked. You know, have the returns picked up, and they want it to be free. Yeah. And so it's a challenge.
1: Someone's got to pay for it, though, right?
0: Somebody's got to pay for it. <laughs>
1: So what else? What, 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 Wide world, this is, a, this is as Tony Shiroda it's like we're interviewing him too. Tony likes to call reverse, reverse side the dark side of supply mm-hmm, chain. Yep, It's never gotten as it much attention. It just doesn't attention. get the attention. Right. Yeah. Now that that we believe here at Supply Chain Now, is we really, and, and other plenty of other uh, publications, it's getting a lot more attention because I think consumers, which are smart and savvy as ever before, just like they're realizing forward supply chain, how they can enjoy all these things uh, very conveniently delivered to them. They're starting to kind of piece together how the reverse side works. Yeah. And how you can you know, put a put a, uh, the wrong product back in its package, leave it on your doorstep. It's picked up, it's uh, added back to your account. So convenient.
0: So convenient. So a lot
1: more visibility, a lot more importance. So what else are you tracking on this side?
0: Well, I mean, if you look at e-commerce with the pandemic, the I mean, e-commerce sales uh, it, what, what uh, the economists projected, uh, volumes to be in 2025, we're already realizing those now.
1: It returns volume.
0: Returns returns volume, and just uh, e-commerce outbound and returns, so.
1: Massive opportunity.
0: M- massive opportunity. If you look at like UPS and FedEx and the post office, peak season has actually extended. It doesn't end at the end of December. It goes into mid-January right. because there's so many returns that are bogging down the parcel networks from the returns, and so peak season really lasts until mid-January these days.
1: Unbelievable. Intriguing times we live in, right?
0: Very, very <laughs> intriguing. Now The All weather right. has been crazy as well, which has not helped the, net, the parcel networks Man, either.
1: We haven't caught a break. It's been one thing after another. All right, so let's make sure folks, well, before we do that, it's Habergistics.
0: logistics. Uh, yes.
1: Twitter account, uh, your, uh, of course, you're in all, I mean, all the major publications come. When they want to talk freight, they come interview John Haber. But your team had a really cool stretch there back before you joined the Transportation Insight team where y'all were having little plays on The Office, the sitcom. We Whose did. idea was that? That would
0: be uh, Kim McQuilkin and Jenny Willis came up with the idea. And really, we're just trying to have some fun uh, right in the middle of COVID, it, it, people just were stressed. stressed, And so we, we tried to provide de- you know some good information, but also add a little humor to the mix as well. I loved and loved uh, So we put about uh, 11 or 12 episodes of Habergistics, uh, combining information with some humor and uh, tips of the day. <laughs> so if you haven't seen Habergistics, <laughs> check it out. <laughs>
1: We will have to, uh, uh, if Amanda can hear me, we got to make sure we add the Habergistics links to the show notes of this episode. Uh, so, and especially if you like a uh, big fan of The Office like like we are. But, you know, the greater point there, uh, John, is one of my eureka moments is being able to maintain a sense of humor during these really challenging last couple of years where, you know, the hits kept coming. You know, whether it's COVID or supply chain or just business, you know, your teams are going through some, some challenging times. Maintaining that sense of humor so you can It's still, critical. Yeah, it you, is.
0: You gotta, you've got to maintain a sense of humor because there's just so much craziness going on in the world today, especially in the supply chain, so... Being able to laugh and uh, blow off a little steam is really critical, yep. especially during these stressful times, Scott.
1: Agreed. Hey, Bridgestics. Hey, Bridgistics. All right. So how can folks connect with you and the Transportation Insight team?
0: Yeah. You can connect with us at transportationinsight.com. You can reach me. Jay Haber at t-insight.com. You can reach me on LinkedIn. You can reach me on Twitter at Haber the at
1: Yankees game. You can
0: catch me at a Yankees Tar Heel, game. Tar hill when they beat the Clemson a, Tigers. That uh, Tar Hills game. I was at the UNC <laughs> Duke game last
1: Saturday. Did not turn out very well for the Tar Hills, unfortunately. <laughs> I skipped over a question. Just and we can make these mid-course corrections, right? That's what we do in supply chain. All right. I did not ask you, so now that we know folks know how to connect with John the Hammer Haber, big, bold prediction for 2022. I skipped right over that. And I know you want to bring it and challenge folks of what we're going to see more of in 2022. So what, do you, what can you look deep into your crystal ball and share with us?
0: It will be very interesting to see uh, how the supply chain bottlenecks are hopefully fixed in 2022. Uh, We're seeing uh, some easing. We're seeing a little bit of capacity open up, but the labor uh, issues are still a major problem. So we'd love to see uh, less boats parked outside the ports. We'd love to see cargo moving faster. We'd love to see some of the costs come down especially on the truckload side on the drayage side and and really just cleaning up you know we, we we need to see some build out of infrastructure just on the in the US highways you know our infrastructure has not been prepared and uh, see, and it's 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 impacting
1: it, when the president was up there in Pennsylvania and and like same day that bridge collapsed. It's, Holy cow! It's, it's
0: crazy. We just have not. We're not. We were not prepared. We have not invested enough in the U.S. infrastructure. It's gonna bite us. And it's hurting us.
1: Yeah, yeah. Good stuff there. So, you know, we've come a long way, and it's 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 an extraordinary time to be in supply chain in the last few years. But a lot more heavy lifting to do, infrastructure and otherwise, uh, to get back to doing what we do best, which is serving the consumer, serving the customer what they want, when they want it, at the right price. Yeah, I mean, we really
0: need to be evaluating where your inventory is. If you're reliant on importing goods uh, and you can't get them into the US, that's not a good plan. Mm. You need to have uh, risk management strategies. You need to have contingency plans. You need to have a backup plan Mm. or you're going to be in trouble. And that's what we've seen with a lot of companies. They've been in trouble because they did not have proper risk management strategies.
1: Up the creek. In the kayak with no, with no paddle. Yeah, when you, right? when you
0: look at it, I mean, everyone is, you do a cost analysis. Yeah, the labor is cheaper in Asia, but what happens when you can't get your goods into the U.S.? Right. What's the cost of that? How does that impact your sales and your brand? People have not really been looking at that as seriously as they should.
1: Mm. Well, it sounds like give John Haber a call and the team. We can help you. <laughs> we can help. <laughs> All right. Folks, we've been chatting with John Haber, again, president for Parcel at Transportation Insight. John, thanks so much for joining us. But don't take off just yet. We're going to sign off. Folks, we we'll are continue our coverage here of the 18th annual Reverse Logistics Association Conference and Expo. Stay tuned for a lot more episodes and maybe some audio difficulties. Who knows? But, hey, Scott Luden signing off for the team here. Challenge you to do good, get forward. Be the changes needed. And on that note, we'll see you next time. Right back here at Supply Chain Now. Thanks, everybody.